0: Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward, special TASA midwinter edition here in Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, and I have a very special guest with me today, Dr. Larry Polk, superintendent, proud superintendent of Colorado ISD. Now, for our listeners, our our viewers, excuse me, Colorado, we're not going skiing, are we? No, sir. Tell
1: us uh, a little bit about your district. Man, I tell you, Colorado ISD is located in Colorado City, Texas.
0: So I so I messed up the pronunciation, didn't yeah, I? Colorado.
1: You have to say it. And that's how the locals know if you're from that area. Because <laughs> if you call it Colorado like it's spelled, then they say, okay, this guy's not from West Texas. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, Colorado ISD. Uh, we're in Mitchell County, just between Sweetwater and Midland. Okay. Uh, we're man, I've been there for one year, and I came from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and so most of the people said, "Hey, you know, this going to be a culture shock," but what they didn't realize is I'm a West Texas guy, uh-huh. so I'm back to my West Texas roots. You went home? That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Grew up in Lubbock, and so we're very proud to have the opportunity to serve the 928 students there in Colorado ISD. Uh, Man, you know, after just a year on the job, uh, we are still in that honeymoon period. (laughs) And so we're excited about the transitions that are taking place, creating these uh, systems designed uh, for all uh, of our stakeholders and our teammates uh, to be able to build the capacity.
0: Uh, because at the end of the day, it's all about student outcomes and student achievement. A hundred percent. So I got to ask you. So when I was giving my first district, not, I would say not speech, but you know, the first time you're you're really addressing the entire district. Tell me how you prepare for that, because mine was, you know, I was worried about it, nervous, like. Take me through your process. Well, you know, it's
1: all about just being yourself because as the newcomer, everybody's trying to see yeah. if, you know, is the new boss going to be a micromanager? <laughs> uh, is, is he going to allow us to have a complete autonomy to do what we've done? And uh, I said to the to the staff, look, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I'm a transformational leader. I'm a servant leader. And for the first year, we're not going to change anything. Right. You know, we're going to listen and we're going to learn from this organization and the things that you've done well, we're going to continue to replicate those and the things that need adjusting to increase student outcomes, and we're definitely going to look at those. And so uh, we tried to lower the anxiety. Uh, We were very strategic in how we did that. One of the things that we were very adamant about is that we wanted to introduce an ideology. Okay. And that ideology came from Damon's West book, The Coffee Bean. Okay. And so we wanted everyone in the organization, as well as the city, uh, to be able to answer the question, are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? And so we rolled out that and it was the resilience and the fact that uh, regardless of how hot the water of life boils us, uh, we're not going to, you know, uh, get soft like a carrot. We're not going to get hard like an egg. But we're going to be a coffee bean. Okay. So we're going to be stronger. And so the like folks it. were going around, are you a coffee bean? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: Starbucks is,
1: is in Abilene. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Oh, it was it was cool.
0: So it resonated with the staff. It
1: did. It uh, did.
0: I love that. It did. Well, share some of the the highlights from the from the first semester of this year. You know, give me some of your wins for your kids or your Man, staff. I tell you, the biggest win was we had a uh, D rated campus at our middle
1: school, uh, and so you know when we looked at the data, what we discovered is not that effective instruction wasn't happening. I think we were, just didn't have a laser like focus on the big pieces that needed to be altered. And so we uh, began our work with PLCs, we began our work at having practitioners to look at uh, just how they're able to impact their students. And what we were saying to our teachers is that before we engage in a campus-wide uh transformation we want you to just start with the kids in your classroom Mm -hmm. you know building those genuine and authentic relationships because what we've learned is that every kid needs a champion and the reality is is that kids will perform when they know
0: that their teacher cares about absolutely yes absolutely you know that was one of the things that has had to change over time and i remember my teachers telling me this and, and even when i'm a young teacher The the mindset of look my job is to to deliver instruction. Kids don't have to like me. They don't have to love me. I'm trying to get them knowledge, whatever it may be. Right. And I think we found out that kids have to be excited to come to school. They do. And if you think that they don't have to like you and they're just going to perform, I I don't see that happening anymore. No, it won't. It It won't. won't. You you really got to have a a love and a passion and and a a heart for patience to get them on your side. That's exactly right, sir. You know, I mean, exactly right. And uh, that's been a little bit of a struggle, you know, all together throughout throughout education, but I feel like we've turned that corner where we're now our, our teachers and our administrators are understanding like it's all about winning the relationship, the hearts and the minds, and then you'll get some, you know, some buy-in on what you're trying to give them, right? That's which exactly is op- right. which is opportunity. Yes. Now, From a a leadership standpoint, how do you go about your coaching and feedback? What's your preferred method? Because everybody I was talking to Wade Stanford, we were kind of hashing out like a little bit uh, of the philosophy of coaching, but in terms of your teachers and your administrators, everybody needs coaching. I believe everybody, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, everybody can get a little bit better. That's right. What's your philosophy on that? Well, you know, mine
1: is from the standpoint of being a truth teller. Okay. And I think in public education, oftentimes, we want to sugarcoat the brutal reality. Yeah. And so in order for us to go from good to great, it's imperative that we be truthful to our practitioners. If, if I'm walking through a classroom and instruction is not effective, students are not engaged, I'm not going to tell that teacher or that educator that things are going well. Right. I'm going to say that there's an opportunity for us to grow here. And uh, it's not a beat down, obviously, <laughs> But you do have to be truthful, uh, because they're going to take that feedback, and in order for them to grow, we have to to create reflective practitioners. And so it's very important for me that uh, we hold that mirror as administrators, and that mirror is not just for them to reflect on the things that they're doing, but also for us to provide them with the opportunity to, to receive. So I tell folks in the organization all the time that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason uh, so that you can actively listen to what's being communicated in terms of the feedback, but I also want you to hear my message. Mm -hmm. And in order to hear my message, it requires your heart uh, because you have a heart for teaching. I don't think any practitioner gets up every day and go into an environment to fail. Uh, They just don't know how to, to do the things that they need to do in order to be more effective and so that's the premise of that so just like in the classroom it's about building relationships to teach kids when you're
0: coaching adults it's about building and establishing that relationship as well you know that's that's a great point i really like how you frame that and i going back to your 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 initial address of staff right you're going to take a look a year we're going to spend a year to to engage and to get to know to trust all of those things and one of my things that I I admittedly am horrible about is jumping in way too fast and I'll, I'll be the first to admit I've made those mistakes you know and I always struggle with the balance between I've got kids in classrooms right and if things aren't going well that kid has one chance in second grade yes and if I wait every day that goes by, that gap increases, or they don't get what they need, or I don't correct something, or we don't t- have a difficult conversation. Right. Um, how do you balance the, the need for, all right, I know we got some things, but I've also got to be cognizant of the how we do this. Yeah. How, how did you do that? Because I, I didn't do that well, I'm gonna well, I, I be I can be candid
1: with you that, you know, experience is a great teacher, <laughs> and, and reality is a humbling creature. <laughs> Uh, When I was uh, an early uh, administrator, educator, I was going in just like you, very gung-ho. Yes. And I said, you know what? We're going to have these core values and core beliefs, and I want to change everybody's belief, and they're going to believe in these values that we're going to be able to market, and we're going to move on, and everything is going to be kumbaya, and it's going to be great. But then I started to realize that some beliefs are so deep-rooted that it'll take years to overcome. Yes. So it was important for me to not focus on the beliefs but to focus on the behaviors. And so what I say all the time is as educators, if I ask the question, how many of y'all believe that all kids can learn? 99.9% hand up. Everybody. But then it doesn't stop there. The other question is is that is your behaviors aligned to your beliefs? Right. And so what I started focusing on is the reason we contract, chapter 21 contracts for professional educators is based on their behaviors. Right. And so I started creating uh, triggers toward those behaviors. Okay. And that, is ma- that has made all the difference uh, because Rome wasn't built in a day. And so it becomes imperative that we go slow in order to go fast. And we're, we're interested in creating the depth of knowledge than
0: we are the surface knowledge. I wish I had Dr. Larry Polk about uh, two years ago. But, you know, and it was, it, I, it's hard yes. because we all believe we're changing the world, right? And right. Um, I had success every step of the way. Been in, exactly. been in Houston ISD, Katie exactly. ISD, Tombaugh ISD. And then you get to a point and you see things that you know can be better for kids. Exactly. Um, and having the awareness to, I, I'm gonna go slow versus I'm gonna go, like, I'm gonna go fix this now. Right. It's definitely something, that is a, a great point that you just laid out, particularly for new administrators, new superintendents. I mean, that, that's a great piece of advice. And I appreciate you being candid with that piece, because, uh, you know, I like to ask, I like to, and I, I'm very transparent with, with yes. the mistakes I, I've made and, and how I approach things the wrong way. Well, that, that's what makes us great leaders
1: is that we are willing to be transparent and know that I don't know everything. And so I I share that in the organization all the time. I said, look, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what I don't know. Uh, But the things that I do know, I know. And when I know that I don't know, I'm not gonna make something up. Because (laughs) what happens is oftentimes, practitioners get into a survival mode, especially with a new uh, leader, and nobody wants to be exposed. But I've said for years that this business will expose you. And not only are you going to be exposed, but I'm going to be exposed. It's like pulling the shower curtain back. What you see is what you get. (laughs) If you don't like what you see, then get better, right? (laughs) Don't get bitter, right? So it's important that, again, we're truth-tellers and we are transparent in
0: our growth because otherwise we can't grow. That's, I love that. All right, like, so I need, I need your feedback on some other stuff. Now you got me thinking. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So we were at these conferences, and they're designed to help us grow as professionals. Yes. I believe that there is a need, instead of some of the, the, the panels, the fireside chats, where you hear about a lot of success, right? One of the hardest things to do is hear something and think that you're you can replicate that. That's right. Because the circumstances aren't the same. Parables are different. The whole yeah, You you don't do what they do well, and vice versa. Exactly. But why would we not have more conferences on about all of the mistakes that we have made, yeah. right? Because it's not it. You you just shared like, look, I didn't learn that just. I wasn't born with that. There's some things I had to go through to get to that point and be a wiser leader, but why would we not incorporate more of that? Well, now here's the thing, Doc.
1: That's a very great question and it's a loaded question. And what I ask my constituents as well as my bosses in terms of my board, Uh do you really want the real answer to that question? Or do you want to continue to go with the political answer of that question? Right. And many will say, no, I-, I want the real answer. And it's almost like Jack Nicholson saying, you can't have it. <laughs> because so much of our space is politically motivated, yes. politically drawn. And so we create these classist classism components okay that public education was never intended to be an isolated organization we were we were intended to share right one with another but with the a through f rating it has caused us to no longer be willing to share so if I get some good things happening uh-huh. in my organization, I want you to yield to me. I hold the secret recipe like KFC, and I'm not going to share it with anybody else. And that is a disservice to the
0: 5 million kids that we serve in Texas. I think it's a disservice to the whole the whole paradigm i mean because we're always interested in how do we grow grow our next batch of leaders how do we you know recruit how do we do all these things but to me i'm learning through other people's mode of thinking i'm, I'm learning through the mistakes that they're made up learning through the coaching because they made a mistake and they're seeing me make a mistake or but if we don't share those things and you're right the, the truth hurts cool. and not everybody you know everybody loves to be heard about the great things but cool. If you don't get to a point where you have a coach and a mentor that's telling, walking you through all of the the yeah. bumps in the road, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing you justice in what you can be as a an as aspiring leader. No, right. And I, I really would like to change that that thought process of Hey, let's just share out the successes. This is how you do this. This is how you do. I mean, those things are needed and those are great. But if we truly want to want to create the next evolution of school leadership. Mm-hmm. Gotta start focusing on all, all the wrongs, all the bads, all the th- all the missteps that we did, all the, right. the things that we didn't predict that they were gonna go this way. Exactly. Um, so that future generations don't make those same mistakes. Right. Um,
1: but but that takes a servant leader. That takes a special leader. Who recognizes that my job is to work myself out of a job? Absolutely. I'm. But, I, I but, am. Prepared. But every every leader doesn't think that. That because is because at some point, you know, our egos get in the way. We don't check them at the door, and we start to believe that it's about us, 100. And that is
0: nothing. But at the at the end of the day, it's about kids. Bro. Absolutely. It's about kids, and it's about all the people that you empower to do their job that's well. That's, that's exactly right. You just happen to get the credit or the blame. Right. With the quarterback. You get what? <laughs> you get the credit or the blame. That's right. And it is a a lonely spot, um, but I think we can do better with preparing our next generation uh, and mentoring, you know, the next crop of leaders. I agree. Um, I agree. I I just wanted your take on that because you seem like a very thoughtful. I can tell you, you think through, number one, what you say and how you lead. And so I think that's important. I wanted your perspective on that. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, we got about five minutes. Is there anything else you want to hit from Colorado?
1: Hey, go Wolves, you know (laughs) what I mean? Uh, Colorado ISD, like I said, we're an organization that's uh, really uh, recreating, rebranding who we are and what we're about. You know, we're about kids. We're about building the capacity of everyone in the organization. We're about focusing on the... The the real thing, which is student outcomes. Uh, Because, you know, when I think about even my experience in public education, and I I shared this with uh, the group going back to those inaugural pieces that you share when you come into an organization. You know, I I told them, I said, think about all the teachers you had from pre K, kindergarten, some of it was first grade because they didn't have kinder, through 12th grade. And for me, it was 75 educators. And I said, then think about the number of teachers who made a positive impact in your life and maybe the reason why you're sitting here today. Uh, and as a good leader, you model, as a good teacher, you model. For me, there were only four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you know we think about fractions, uh, because we know that fractions turn into percentages, but they can also tell a story. And the story for me was that there was only you know, 6% of my total teachers that I had that made a positive impact in my life. And I should have had 71 great teachers and four teachers that maybe did not. And uh, the reality is, is that when we think about the K-12 experience, it should become personal. Mm -hmm. It should be to promote uh, that every student has the ability to be CCMR, that every kid has the opportunity to live and have an abundant life. And the reality is, is that wasn't happening. Right. Uh, and so we, we, we pose the question again, holding that mirror so practitioners can reflect, what are your students going to say about you? Will you be the one that make the difference right. in the lives of the kids? And, and if you're not contending to be that one then, 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 then you're probably in the wrong
0: space. Why are you here? Yeah, you're probably in the wrong space. See, I would have, as, as I would have said that the wrong way. I would have said, "Well, why are you here then?" because yeah. we're about kids. Yeah. And it's not about kids. Yeah. Uh, but I've learned to be more tactful than that. But, right. Uh, right. But um, <laughs> I, I could not agree more. And I just want to thank you for for spending some time with you, man. Right. I, yeah. I I felt like I met a kindred spirit, yes. you know, sir. today. Yes, so. Um, Colorado. Colorado. I love it. I love. Colorado. I love that you. I love that you corrected me on the pronunciation.
1: Sea yeah. City Wolves, man.
0: <laughs> now, Dr. Polk, is there any? Do you want to give out a, a Twitter handle or some or some way that the audience can get in touch with or follow you and, and keep hey, up with what's going on?
1: I, I don't have any of that. Uh, I'm old school. Man. So you know, I, I just he uh, said, write him a note. Yeah, you know, send me, uh, uh, send me an email or give me a call. You know, but uh, we're in C City and we're glad to be there. A uh, shout out to my board, a uh, shout out to that community, uh, because they love kids, man, and we're trying to do the very best work we can. Uh, we don't take the
0: glory. It's all about God. I, I, I appreciate that. And and to all the listeners and viewers, if you'll go in and, and do the drill, like, subscribe, if you like what you heard, please comment, uh, share some thoughts on, on uh, Dr. Polk and I's conversation. We really would appreciate it. So thank you, sir, so much hey. for being here. I really enjoyed it.
1: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: You got it. Produced by Podcast Architects.